Hey y'all, the opinions, content, information, expressions, and rambles of this podcast are in no way a reflection of anyone else but the host. No sponsors, no one else, just me. Deuces. your girl she rambles and welcome to the midweek ramble as we continue into my journey with Rastafar I. When I rise early this morning I see love. I see love in front of me. When I rise early this morning I see Jaja joy inside of me. It not take nothing at all for hail the king and bless me in what me doing. It not take nothing at all for hell the king, Selassie, the king of all kings. What it takes a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Prophecy, it have to fulfill. Judge our work, have it unfold. To the young and the old, to the blind and the dumb, to the hype and the meek, to the weak and the strong. Give Judge our thanks and just carry on. When I rise early this morning, I see Jaja, joy inside of me. Fantan Moja, held the king. I really couldn't tell you how it happened. It sort of developed organically. We had a circle of friends, you know, we had people who were just, you know, irregular street brother, you had your five percenters, we had um, our roster friend with us, and it was just a circle of us. And of course, by then, like I said, I had already twisted my hair so that I could lock it, but again, it had nothing to do with... Rastafari, I didn't even have this thought of Rastafari in my mind. I believe I was eating some, I was eating a steak sub one night, and we were watching the the news, me and the guy that I was with, and then the place we bought it from, the news, the the news uh, story came on, and it was about this place, and someone had found a a mouse or rat or something in their sandwich oh my gosh and I'm like I'm eating this right now I let it all out let me just put it like that and I just went cold turkey no meat I could not eat another piece of meat and it was so weird it was just like a spontaneous veganism cause I just couldn't do it I was just like, mm, no, just like any type of beef, um, poetry. I think I still ate fish, but I would, I, I would not. No, actually, I didn't. I, I couldn't eat any of it. It was just, I was like, I am done. And anytime I thought about trying to eat some, I could not do it. Um, again, the hurricane came around, and we had no power for about nine days or so. 
what was funny was um, there was a uh, a plaza around the corner from us and we walked to it to go through and try to get some groceries in the store because the store had generators and it was funny because the Chinese people were open but they had their walks out and everything like that and just the smell of the, the meat repelled I was just like oh my god what am I going through so um I was sitting outside with my neighbor and you know and he started to kind of he was more of a uh chill type of guy he anytime he talks he's just you know I mean, you could hardly barely understand anything he said because his accent was really heavy but after a while it's like it became clear and he kind of explained how um the belief of uh, Emperor Selassie being God in person and you know the Messiah and the Savior and um, he spoke about Marcus Garvey and he kind of just broke it down but just in just slow slow terms and the gentleman that was in our circle you know he um, spoke about it and um, him and his girlfriend eventually moved into the home um, with me, rented a room from me and the guy I was with at the time, and um, we just would sit around at nighttime and just talk and things like that. Um, so we kind of like eased our foot into it, but didn't really fully go. So um, the gentleman I was with got into some trouble, um, sort of like a setup type of thing because he really wasn't doing anything but he got violated or whatever and went to jail for a a good minute a couple months and so during that time again um that space where you feel like oh my god what is going on it's too much because of uh, you know you got the hurricane just passed you know me and my mom were at odds job the job my job situation was just out of whack this situation with him and trying to hold him down and all of that stuff you know which is never a thing with me I'm with you I'm with you it's you know I don't have that issue (laughs) but um so I kind of like just I dove and you know at nighttime I would kind of be checked out because, you know, you with somebody, you get used to that person being with you. You miss your boo, you know, let's not run. So I'm just sitting there kind of like halfway listening because it's sort of like this friend kind of assumed the position of, of being the man in the household. Because at that point, it was just him, my son, myself and his girlfriend that were staying at the house at the time. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just kind of just kind of hear it here but not here um type of thing so then finally I just started listening to what he was saying and of course um he was talking at this particular day he was talking about Bobo Hill um Bobo Hill is just a sacred place in Jamaica where like really truly devout uh Rastafari men and women reside and there are certain and again I don't know I don't believe he's ever been there his dream was to be there because he was actually from Trinidad he was not a Jamaican um and he just spoke about I guess stories he's heard on his own because if you've never seen it with your eyes you don't really know 
but you know he did kind of try to lay out how it was and you know gave the biblical text to to um back up the practice that he was talking about so anyhow you know we um i went in and i basically just dove in and um i mean we went as hard as drinking hyssop and you know the bible speaks about hyssop and he made some with this with that aloe and when i say that was the most disgusting thing but yet it it gets some purification out there when we were doing this part um the gentleman i was with was still out and he tried it i tried it my son it was it was wild it was disgusting you know because we kind of eased in into it but once you know the gel thing came along i just head first i just went on in and um you know we the, the, my, my diet was still the way it was i mean this is months after the the hurricane and i still just was like Ugh, i cannot eat any it, it's wild um but um he went into the, the the diet and everything like that and then he started to speak about the sabbath and i was like well what exactly does uh, what happens on the sabbath i was like isn't sabbath like as at that point i only had knowledge of sabbath being observed by the jehovah witness brothers and sisters so i was like what does that have to do with rastafari and he was just like let me tell you so he um he said, I would I would rather show than to just tell you. You know, you have to have an experience for yourself. And he was like, and if you just read this, you know, this um, passage to scripture, you'll get an idea of basically what Sabbath is. And I was like, well, let's go ahead and observe. So Sabbath comes around and a Saturday, just for people that don't know that, and the Saturday comes, you know, we are wearing all white. Um, there is really nothing else going on but being in scripture, burning it down. Um, there is no eating or nothing like that. And so he lead, he let the ceremony. And, and you know me, discipline and just, just, it was just beautiful to see all of us in white and, and things like that. And. You know, like I said, when I do something or when I, let me say, dedicate myself to something, especially matters of my spirit, I go 100%. Again, if you cannot do something 100%, I do not see the point of doing it. I mean, my son is like he came from wearing his hair out in a fade until he had that little, he, he wrapped his hair up because again, we kept our hair wrapped and he explained what that was about and it you know it was it was a lot I mean I got rid of my son's secular toys and he'll tell you to this day I know when he listens to this he's gonna talk about that freaking toy but he was so mad and we took his toys we burned them because you know Babylon and the influence that Babylon has on your our children and things like that and I was like you know what that's true because me I was never a mother to allow my any of my children especially my boys to play with guns I don't do that we don't we're not gonna put hands in the uh, guns in the hands of little black boys we're not doing that you do what you do with your child 
but I'm not going to do guns. And, you know, it wasn't a gun in this particular instance, but we got rid of all the toys that just had no, had no, no meaning. You know what I'm saying? And so that my son talks about that today. He burnt my toys. Um, and so, you know, he stood and, you know, faced the east and we, we uh, pray, gave praise um, and honor. And we, we sat around and basically studied and had, you know, Bible study and things like that. And when we partook in the marijuana ceremony, it was not about, oh, we're being high or whatever, because that's the thing. That's the criminalization part of marijuana is that, again, if you go to the Bible, the, the first thing was really given was the herb of the earth. And you cannot dispute a fact. And I don't know why people choose to dispute a fact. I, I understand that people will, the, the society and the DEA and all of these places have created this big stigma of, of criminality and, 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 you know, things that are bad, you know, targeting marijuana. But again, it's own, they only do that because it sets your mind free. It gives you the space to put all the inhibitions down. I can never say that word, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. But it puts all of those down. It actually, that not everything, uh, marijuana is not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because I actually know someone who had an experience with marijuana and went insane. So it's not a box thing. And yes, there are people that do abuse it, and that's biblical. Anything that you use in excess, excess is is supposedly a sin, correct? I mean, you can drink, but you're not supposed to do it in excess. And it's the excess that is the sin. So anyhow, you know, but in this is the first time that I experienced marijuana spiritually. Because it was not no, oh, let's just roll and blow. We pre-rolled them before. They were already ready. It was certain points in time. And you, your mind, it, it was a clearer point. Let me not say that's the first time. Let me say the first time I was aware that I was experiencing marijuana spiritually. Because when I was in my, my five percenter days back in the 90s and when I was in high school and we'd be in them ciphers and we would be in there talking and, and kicking the mathematics with each other I experienced it then but I didn't know that was a spiritual experience I just more so took it as an intellectual uh, knowledge based type of thing so now here we're sitting here we have our bibles we reading and we breaking it down things I have never I, I didn't understand understand things the way that I understood them in this moment in this in this observation of Sabbath in stopping you know the world has us moving about so much and it was observing the Sabbath in that way it just it really was like dang you know we could really have a vacation every week we could really have heaven right here if we really just take that pause and do those things and this is when I started to separate the um, the hand of man because understand that the Bible used to be called the holy Bible and the word holy itself means to be 
untouched, virgin and untouched. So now if you look at the Bible, they can't really put holy on there because it's been touched too many times. And and if they have the audacity to put holy on it, then they're just they're just being um, foolish and they're just mocking the Bible because you know dang well it can't be an NIV and all of this a translation and truly be holy. You know, with people touching it, I mean, I, I just imagine my surprise when I'm watching. I, I don't believe it was the Borgias. It was the other one with King Henry or whatever, the one. I cannot remember that show, but yes. And when he married, not Elizabeth, but the, the other one, the, the, the mistress. And then he had the mistress write, putting books up in the Bible. He didn't have her doing it. She basically was like, yeah, I want to put some books up in there. It might have been the Borgias, but it was one of those English, them English shows. And I was like, what? You know, but not that I was, you know, totally surprised. I knew that people had been adding because you can tell the contradiction. If we preach back and forth that, oh, God is not the author or maker of confusion. Well, there's a lot of things that are very confusing in the Bible. But like I said, sitting in this space, in that sacred space, in that space where there is no telephone, there is nothing bothering me. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about nothing but this word and how to um, truly let it sink in and speak to me. Because we're re- when we read the never-ending story, when you've seen the movie Never-Ending Story, and when I was sitting in the Sabbath, this is how I was experiencing the Bible. Every time I read a story, I felt like I was right there in it. And this is how I read normally anyway. I always delve into the book and just, I'm all in it. You got to kind of like tap me if I'm reading a book. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like these stories are coming alive. It's like I can see it in a panoramic vision around me, you know. And people are like, oh girl, you was just hiding. No, no. This was a spiritual experience, and nobody could tell me different. Nobody would be able to tell me that what I was experiencing, I wasn't truly experiencing that. And so, you know, I got into conscious music, and then I discovered Fantan Moja, and just the whole way of how the men revered their women, because if you truly know, you know that there is no nation on this earth that can be higher than its woman. If your woman is degraded and under your foot in your country, your country is pretty much shit. I'm a point blank in the period, okay? And so we were sitting in that Sabbath and then later on in, in the, the night, he started to speak about Bobo Hill. And he explained that when um, a woman is menstruating, and of course, you know, that's like a, it's honestly a 21-day type of thing, you know, Um, because, you know, it's coming before, you got the after, the the actual, and all of that stuff. And so he was like, how it is a separate quarter if you're married in there, and then you have to separate yourself from your family and then go on to another home where there are mothers and other people in there and stuff like that but you know you have to be separate because you are cleansing and you cannot be laying next to your husband taking care of your family you know while you're in a cleansing state and 
you know, if a person hears that, they're like, what? I ain't going to be isolated under that. But just think about that. If a woman could truly go through her menstrual cycle in peace, not thinking about nothing, truly just laying it down, cleansing, drinking herbal teas and water and, 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 and eating clean so you can cleanse yourself truly. And, 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 you know, some women, they are crippled by the, the pain of cramps and all of that stuff. And honestly, it does have to do with your diet. It, it, and I'm not even just fronting about that. I experienced that myself because I have, I was diagnosed with PCOS when I was 14. And I had, when I did have a period, it, it, it was crippling. The, the, the cramps was, and it was throughout. When I became a vegan, my my because I'm, I'm not eating the cleanest of cleanest let me let me be clear about that but it's cleaner than eating you know the flesh or whatever and so my first day when it comes on it's just it, it's just it feels like just a little rumble I'll get a little sharp something every now and then but then the first day that's it and the rest of my period is done then I come from seven days um or seven, five, between five and seven days, which will be my normal period, because again, with PCOS is irregular, and then now it's like three, four days. I've never experienced that. Now I'm experiencing PMS. Now I'm experiencing the. It's like I'm a teenager all over again because my body is truly cleansing itself. But how can you clean? You clean yourself truly, woman, when you have to take care of the kids. You're running here. You're running there. You're going to work. You're doing this. You're doing that. And it is so cute. He was talking about it. Um, there was a friend that he has that experienced Mobile Hill, um, and he uh, said that, you know, the men could send letters to their wives, you know, they could send letters to each other and things like that, and, you know, they would send, you know, the favorite things the wife liked to her and things like that, and I thought that was so sweet, and I was like, just living in nature the way God intended, you know, you, it, it, I, I just thought that was a beautiful thing, so, you know, um, while my uh, gentleman caller, and I'm just playing, my gentleman friend was in jail and things like that. He was, he went full, he went full in too. And he basically had to do a hunger strike because they refused to change his diet or to accommodate what he needed to eat. Steady trying to feed him that stale, his crap, and you know, the, the leftover stuff they give you know, the people in um, jails and prisons and things like that. And um, he basically didn't eat for almost like a month just drinking water. And then somebody would come and bring him fruit every now and then, and he would eat some fruit and things like that. Um, They would not allow him to cover his head or nothing like that. And then finally, I had to just write about it, and they finally let him. And when I went to go visit him, I'm talking about his nails were super long. His hair, I mean, he just was looking a mess. And I was just like, you you hang on in there. But that's what I'm saying. When you're going to give your all, give your all. You know, truly dive into the experience. Because, again, your soul took you here for a reason. Where whatever Wherever you're led to by your soul you need to go ahead and follow this is what the spiritual journey is all about and you know um people will say you know i i, I don't just i don't understand it's just gotta it's just one way or the highway okay that is your philosophy that is your way of thinking but the very same um uh, christian uh person that would say that to me 
Um, there is a Christian singer that says that I will go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I will keep on chasing you. And so, and that's exactly what I did. Because if you sit still for a moment, you will hear your soul telling you that that's not where you're supposed to be. This is not right. You know this doesn't feel right. When you start questioning again where you are sitting at, where you call yourself worshiping at, where you call yourself practicing your spirituality at, and something does not feel right or something is missing, you need to go ahead and search. We are nomadic people, honestly. I mean, if we're reading the same Bible, are we not nomadic people? Those people moved all around the world. Yeah, they settled in a couple of of places every now and then for some years, and after that, they moved on and kept it pushing. We're tribal people. We move, okay? We move with our tribe, and you will eventually find your soul tribe if you just listen. My experience with Rastafari was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. It was a disciplined experience. I can't even say that I had even a bad thing to say about that experience that I had. It sort of just was like, again, I just started moving about and I started moving along. And I met um, a teacher when I was going to massage school. Oh my God, I will never forget her. Um... We were having a meditative experience because we were. She's uh, she's a she was Puerto Rican and um, she had invited a couple of us to come to her home. This the this, uh, the girlfriend of the the man that had led this Sabbath for us, and we went to her house, and then we discovered that she basically is, is is basically a free spirit she had singing bowls she had the meditating thing she had buddha over there she had jesus over there she had shiva over there i mean and then i didn't feel no type of way i walking walking up to her house it felt like just a, a just real peaceful and so you know learning massage therapy one uh one class because i had her for uh, anatomy and physiology and then we were all just doing meditation and she was leading a guided meditation so then we went into the meditation and in my in, with my eyes closed with her eyes closed we didn't talk about nothing we came into the class and she was just ready to go i closed my eyes we're following the guide whatever it is and i see myself walking in some water in a jungle kind of like uh the warrior um what was it the warrior king of king one the biologist played <laughs> and I'm walking in this water and I see myself in full tribal gear looking just like myself and then um, I'm coming up out of the water with my spear in my hand and as I'm coming up in the water I look across and I see the teacher in 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 the water coming up as well with a spear in her hand in the same very hand and we both opened our eyes in in the real life you know out of the meditation and just looked at each other because we just came into each other's meditation let your soul take you where you need to go and like i said things come full circle because that was the first time i ever meditated if if i can recall the first time i ever had an experience like that and I just knew then it was just more to what was being told. And like an archaeologist, like a biologist, like a psychologist, 
you want to research and find out if what you're believing, if what's tugging at your heart or what's tugging at your 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 mental, you want to go and research and find out if it is so. God gave us the ability to use our entire mind and they only have us using 10%. Some of us using less than that. And could you imagine using your full brain capacity? It would be too much. At, at, the, at the level we are now, it's, 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 it's much. But when you start to recover and you start to heal and you start to really filling in those blanks, you know, you build neuro, better neural pathways. You start to practice something different. If you are a negative person and you start to think positive things, you are building new neural pathways in your brain. So your brain could now be positive, lean forward to positive. If you are a negative Nancy, you continue to be that way because you're not building anything else in your brain. You have the power to change something into nothing. You have the power to find out what is beyond these galaxies. What is that star about? Is that really a moon? You got the power to do all of that. You don't got to be no astrophysicist. We all have the power within us because Yeshua told us plain and simple that the kingdom of God is within. You remember on Men in Black, the little cat? Where was Orion's belt? Around the cat's neck. <laughs> that was very plain and plain as day. Remember, these movies tell you. They talk to you. They give you symbols and all of that thing. Sometimes you sit out in your back porch and you feel like it's something beyond, just like they said in Men in Black. You know it is. You know it's true. But oh, I don't have time to be thinking about nothing like that. Obviously you do. You sit on that porch every night and take that beer or drink that wine. And then, you know, it comes to mind. Don't let nobody stir you in one way or the other. If you want to to blow it down, then you blow it down and you have your, your experience. Don't abuse nothing. Yeah, you're allowed to have your wine. Drink your wine. But you ain't got to have that whole bottle. <laughs> because remember, your body is your temple. And at all times, you want to keep it as clean as you can. And if you're eating something and you know it's making you sick, then stop eating it. That's what gluttony is. The real sins right there is just them seven deadly ones. Because if you don't do all them, you ain't going to do nothing else. They all tie into those ten. But those seven, that's like the ultimate. So, follow your soul. Take some time to sit in silence so you can hear what your soul needs. Remember, Magnetic Mondays, we feed our soul what it needs. So we can feel those spiritual powers because we all have them. They don't want you to believe that you're powerful. But yet they keep putting X-Men and all these Marvel characters in your face, letting you know that people like that really exist. And you probably have one of those things. Yeah, I believe I can fly. Then go ahead and fly. But they have dimmed your light, your third eye. And Yeshua says that too in the Bible. He said, the eye, the eye not eyes and you have more than two 
but those are things that we'll talk about at another time. But again, do not let anyone steal your joy. Don't let anyone steer your life for you. If you want to go and travel around this entire world and touch every religion that ever existed, you do just that. If your soul is calling you to go and be cleansed by your people, like our boy is a Joey badass did, let go ahead and do that. If your soul is calling you to go and kneel before the Father and get the ashes put on your forehead, go do that. Wherever you're being called, remember it's being called for a reason because many are called, but few are chosen. Listen to the call and answer what your soul is asking you to do. Peace.